0: What's up? Uh it's me and Toby. It's been a minute. We 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 we've been living in the shadow realm for a little bit, aka I have thesis stuff, and I haven't had time, but I needed to make time for this. Toby, what a card. Well, what a main card. The prelims were were pretty average, I'd say, but the main card was top tier.
1: Yes, yeah. No, we've both been busy. You got your thesis, I got my capstone, we've got jobs, internships, we got things to do, but we're back, and what a great card to come back to. Like you said, the main card, phenomenal. The prelims, yeah, pretty good. But man, the main card, just incredible. And the home, the boy, Benoit Saint Denis. I'm, I'm sure f- we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But, yeah, we'll get man. into
0: it. Uh we're not gonna do much with the prelims. Um, I just want to shout out Jared Gordon real quick. He looked pretty good in his fight against Marco Madsen. Um it seems like when Marco Madsen hit like top 20 guys, it's just been stopped. Yeah, you can't do much. <laughs> yes. I'm not sure Marco Matson was quite as good as people
1: expect him to be. He's a fantastic wrestler, don't get me wrong, a pure wrestler inside of an MMA arena. I don't know, and he is like 38, I think. Yeah,
0: so. if he was younger, he'd be really good. I think. Yeah, but, absolutely. But yeah, Jared Gordon, the the I think it was an uppercut that landed, and then he kind of realized, oh, this is open.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Oh, I got to say, um, Josh Van and Kevin Borges, actually both of those guys really impressed me in that fight. Yes, especially Josh Van, but actually both guys I thought looked really
0: good. Yeah, they both did look good. And Jamal Emers, he, I mean, he got uh, bazooka. <laughs> I know it's probably him. horribly wrong, but <laughs> that, that um, might be I, right. I don't know. That might. I'm that might be right. I mean, that's a very um, Eastern European name. So that Lord that's get a tough one. Yeah, Jamal Emers, 50 seconds got him out of there. I like I like Emers a lot. I don't know about you, but I think he can make some headway in that division. Yeah, so do I. He's a good fighter. Um, I've never seen two people happier to get into a draw than uh Sadakov and Borishev. Um Sadakov had that 10 8, what was it, second round?
1: Yeah, second round.
0: Um and Borshev won the third. Um yeah, Borshev wasn't great at keeping distance in this fight. Um, yeah. she he should have. And he's a very refined striker. And Sadikov looked great on the feet as well. It was just... I, I don't know. I, I'm not... I'm not high on out of these guys, honestly, in the lightweight division. I think Sadakov with his wrestling could get good. But I think Borshev's kind of like that gatekeeper of the top 25. Yeah, he's obviously
1: a really talented striker. He's also... Uh, he reminds me a lot of man. Who was that guy who fought in the welterweight division for a long time? Very white, very pale. He fought like Johnny Hendricks, fought all these guys. Martin Campman. He reminds me a lot of Martin Campman, and that he is a very good fighter. Martin Campman was very talented. He was a great Muay Thai practitioner, a great kickboxer, but. Translated to MMA, he gets chinned. He gets hit quite often for whatever reason. Um, maybe it's because he's used to the bigger gloves. Maybe it's because the head movement style is different. Whatever reason, some of these guys that come over from these other disciplines just get cracked. And I mean, Sadikov is an okay striker, but he's primarily a wrestler and he- Bombo. He was yeah, he was cracking Slava Claus, man. He, like he hurt him very he, badly. He looked great on the feet, round. though.
0: Like this fight, he yeah. looked actually he improved, really great on the feet.
1: Improved for sure. And he's had a great camp. I mean, at uh
0: Longa. So is
1: Slava yeah. Claus.
0: So yeah. But it's Slava a tough, divi- it's at, a tough uh, division. Yeah. to uh make headway in. Slava Claus is at um ATT, I think. No, it's it's uh, who's uh Faber's team? Oh
1: um Team Alpha Male.
0: Yeah, he's at Alpha Male. Yeah, that's a good camp. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's so many good camps these days. Yeah, Team Alpha Male. There we go. Yeah, great, great stuff. Uh, all right. When this fight was announced as Roosevelt Roberts was the replacement, I think you and I both know this was going to go this quickly, this in this way, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: Rumbecky. Is that he said? Rumbecky, yeah,
0: Rumbecky, I think.
1: Yeah, he's a uh, he's pretty he's really good. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roosevelt Roberts, not that he's bad by any means, but not a easy fight for him
0: yeah uh roosevelt roberts is very okay i think that's a good way to put him he's very okay but yeah ron becky is really good i mean yeah what when i saw this fight it made him like Ugh.
1: yeah and even if he didn't get get him out of there early this guy keeps a torrid pace like his pace is unbelievable ron becky so uh-huh. i think he would have just mauled roosevelt
0: roberts the entire time yeah yeah he's one of those guys you it's just pressure it's like it's not really fun <laughs> i <laughs> wouldn't want to be on the other side um i didn't watch this i watched a bit of it actually um i did watch the fight actually i guess it just wasn't that memorable um i don't get why tabitha Reach was like what the heck i didn't win because i thought it was it was a pretty some fairly clear decision for loopy yeah actually i did not watch this
1: fight either um I have seen a little bit of it. I heard it was like fairly close, but not, you know, I d I don't no. think a robbery would be nah. I think that's a very unfair characterization by Richie. Yeah. Of course she's pretty biased, you know. She was in the fight. So yeah. I'm sure she'd be thought too. Yeah. Um
0: uh, Steve Ursig versus uh Alessandra Costa. Uh Costa won the second round, if I'm not mistaken, from what I remember. Um Ursig looked great in the first round. Um I thought that's how the whole fight was going to go, but Costa in his corner made some adjustments and he looked great in that second round. The third round was really close. I thought it was Ursig's the third round, but it was, it was, a, it was a competitive round for sure. But when Erceg, uh transitioned to Mount in the first round, I forget what it was like, cause I think Costa attempted to take down and he transitioned to Mount out into it. Ursig did. That was awesome. That's, that's what I love about this sport, man. Like little things like that. So awesome. Ursig is, he's a great grappler. Yeah. That's
1: yeah his grappling's off the charts it was an impressive performance by costa given how good ursic is on the ground to survive that and put up a good fight ursic he's always funny to me because he looks like you could just like push him and he'd start crying look at his face <laughs> he, he just looks like he one looks of those worried. guys that you just like throw against a wall and you're like give me your money right now
0: <laughs> yeah he, <laughs> he looks like worried like he he has look, like yeah, he looks resting sad. Resting, worried face.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's he's odd. very, very concerned about something. He, <laughs> and he's he looks almost like... at
0: you. Like if you're looking at the yeah. picture, he's just like, come on, it's man. Like, please,
1: please don't hit me right now. He looks like what? Ryan what? Hall a little bit.
0: Yeah, head, he kind of like, has that Ryan Hall just like, Meh. Yeah, <laughs> ugh, whatever. I guess I got to yeah. show up and fight. Ugh. Yeah, but I, Urseg's game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a great, great grappler. Tough guy. Wait,
1: what'd you are you muted or is it something with my headphones? I'm not sure. Um...
0: Hmm. Technical difficulties, we're back. Um I'm not gonna edit that out because it was like five seconds and it's not worth me looking for it. Therefore, yeah, we continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, Diego Lopez is legit. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody says. This What the? Hold on. Hold on. Something's up. All right. I'm not going to hold my mic anymore, um, but let's continue. Diego Lopez is legit, um, and I think it's blatantly obvious that he is, Toby. Um, his grappling is great. His striking is great. Everything is great about this guy. And I honestly think uh, we need to sacrifice Brian Ortega in his ranking to Diego Lopez because Brian Ortega hasn't fought in a year and a half. Granted, he did dislocate his shoulder. However, there should be consequences for not fighting. And I think Diego Lopez should fight Ortega for the ranking.
1: Yeah, I have no issue with that. Um when your first fight in the UFC is short notice against Mavsar Ivoyev and you take them to a tough decision, yeah, you're a very good fighter. And then we've seen in the two fights subsequent to that, he's just proven himself again and again. Uh, This guy, definitely legit. He has a very good record uh, outside of the UFC. Um, He's an incredible talent. He can do it on the feet. He can do it on the ground. Granted, Pat Sabatini, not the greatest striker, but he's gotten better over the years yeah. he's decent he actually looked okay he cracked yeah. lopez uh one time but i mean man this guy is so well-rounded so good but the grappling especially oh my god I think phenomenal I, I know pat sabatini is a great grappler i think if this fight went to the ground i would still favor diego lopez in this fight just because i'm that high on this guy or as dana would say this kid but this kid man <laughs> yeah even though he's like fully grown but um. Yeah. No. He's fantastic. The only thing that Diego Lopez needs to do is just learn a little bit of English. I can't. I think it was Habib that said this a long time ago that it actually is really important to build your profile. And I know that a lot of fans love Diego Lopez anyway, but it's it will make him that much more appealing to people and more accessible to
0: people if he could just speaks a, a little bit of English. Which, but, but but Charlie Alves doesn't know a lick of English, and yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Same with Alex Pereira. So, I mean, that dude. Those less English than uh, Charles Oliveira probably and yeah everyone loves Poetan yeah but we'll true. get to Poetan later we'll get to Poetan in a minute um dude I I got out my seat when this happened Benoit Saint Denis uh knocks out Matt Fravola with a head kick as Frivola was retreating it was pretty brutal <laughs> it was <Yeah. laughs> I mean Saint Denis timed that perfectly and. I got to give to Sandini cuz I thought this guy was cooked uh after that uh Dos Santos fight at 267 uh when that Hobareff, who should never go anywhere near a Combat Sports Arena ever again not even step into it, an arena should have stopped that fight multiple times. I thought like this is career altering but he's he's a top he's a solidified top 15 guy and I think he's going to be a real problem for a lot of these guys in the top 10. Yeah, I think
1: Santini is definitely legit. I know that he's a little rough sometimes. Like his skill set isn't the most refined, but he is well-rounded. He's got good grappling. He's got good striking. He can be maybe a little reckless, a little too aggressive. Even in his uh, previous fights, You know, he's getting cracked pretty often. And I'm sure in this fight, if it had gone longer, he probably would have gotten hit here and there. But we know this guy has a great chin. He's, I think, like 27 years old, so he's very young. He's got a very bright future. He's only been uh, a professional in MMA for like four years. And if he keeps progressing at this rate, I mean, what is he get when he's two years older, three years older? How much better is he going to be? Yeah. I think he's going to be a real problem in this division. I know he wanted to fight uh, Justin Gaethje. I think that's a fantastic fight. I think one more and then he can get a fight like that. I think yeah, that'd be fun. Some somewhere in the let's say eight to 12 range will be his next fight probably. And then if you want to step up and get a guy like Gaethje, I would love it. I am all for that. Saint Denis, yeah, it was an incredible knockout. Uh, Matt Favola, I know a lot of people are really giving Favola a tough time for moving out of the pocket, uh, the clinch with his hands down. And yeah, but look, it was a perfectly timed head kick. He saw the opportunity and Saint Denis took it. I think Favola could have done better in that situation, but it's not like, a terrible. I mean, a lot of fighters <laughs> retreat from exchanges yeah. like that. So he's got weird.
0: caught. Yeah. Yep. Just got caught, as they always say. Um. All right. I don't know what Mackenzie Dern was doing in this fight. Um. Did she? She tried what one takedown? Maybe. And yeah. Adroge just pieced her up. It was. It was a beatdown, and that third. I think there was three knockdowns. Yeah,
1: three or four, even yeah.
0: Like it, it, there's not much to say about this fight. I uh, Dur- uh, I know uh Ruka um closed um, so she had to get a whole new camp, but she's got to get back with Perillo because her striking looked off, and her chin was out the whole time, which you you can't you, logically anyone who looks at Andrage film, huh? She hits hard. Anyone can notice that. So. I don't know what the game plan was from the Dern camp.
1: Yeah, it was a terrible strategy. Her striking looked uh, very poor. Uh, yeah, she barely shot any takedowns. Not that she's the greatest takedown artist, but at least attempt several in that situation. When you're getting pieced up badly on the feet by someone who hits as hard as Andrade, yeah, you should probably start shooting some takedowns. And Andrade, she's got a good submissions, certainly. But of course, you'd have to favor Mackenzie Dern on the ground. She has a huge advantage there in the grappling department. If she even got that fight to a situation where she could engage in grappling, not even like a successful takedown, just a clinch situation where they're tied up together, we've seen her in other fights, in the Tisha Torres fight, uh, notably, where she's pulled guard very effectively. And, you know, she was like ripping on Tisha's arm in that fight. I think she could have. Uh, done very similar things to Andrage and had success with that, but she chose to stay on the feet and she got destroyed. I mean, she got hurt so bad multiple times. The one where she actually she hurt Andrage a little bit. You could tell Andrage was still there, but she got cracked for sure. And Mackenzie Dern just went face first, chin out in the air, and she almost got slept. Like she was almost one punch slept in that exchange. It was a very bad, bad loss. She took a lot of damage in that fight. Um, yeah, she needs to get back with Perillo ASAP.
0: Yeah, no matter the cost, no matter the cost. Um, wow. Um, this fight, I did not expect to get out of the first round. Um, Tom Aspinall to do new interim uh, heavyweight champion of the world. Um Sergei Pavlovich cracked him in the first 15 seconds. I'm like, well, this is it. This yeah. is over. Because Tom Aspinall st- sticks his chin out there so much. He's going to get caught. Um, I think someone like Cyril Ghosn, who's insanely accurate. I'm not saying Pavlovich isn't accurate. That dude hits you with anything. But yeah, most legitimate interim championship of all time. I mean, let's be honest here. Aspinall's looking to defend it in April. I'm down. Yeah. I'm Who do you defend against, though? That's my question. Uh, I I guess Gon would be the most likely.
1: Maybe you could make an argument for Curtis Blades. Well, he's coming off a loss. Never mind, he lost oh. to Pavlovich. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs>
1: I thought he had a fight in now. So um, maybe, yeah, really, just Cyril Gon, I guess. How about uh, Volkov too? Huh? Huh? Anyone? Oh, other, like
0: a three-fight tear.
1: Well, I guess you could do Jalton Almeida, but I really don't think many people would be jumping to see that fight after his no, last he, performance. No, he doesn't deserve that.
0: No. Yeah. Well, uh, I,
1: guess, I guess you could give it to Rodrigo Nascimento
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> Or Derek Lewis. Yeah, why not, honestly? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I there's no one
1: deserving of that shot. Bring Stipe out, make him fight Aspinall before Jones. <laughs> oh, speaking of
0: Stipe, he looked like he was hobbling toward uh at at the event a little bit. Yeah, he doesn't. Man, he doesn't look great. God, he he might get killed by Jones. I know Jones has the injury, but like, <sighs> yeah, Stipe is not. He's not, <laughs> not fit for this task at this point in his life. But dude, I think Jones beats Aspinall handily. I hate to say it, um. Like, if yeah. if, jo- if Jones slips something, grabs a hold of him, it's over. Yeah. I think Aspinall
1: is one of the most offensive fighters in the entire UFC, if not the most offensive fighter. I mean, you see that from his average fight time, but he gets cracked. Like you mentioned, he gets hit in literally every single fight he's been in, even in the fight uh, against Tybora. He got cracked multiple times by Tybora, who is not that good of a striker. He got chinned by Pavlovich immediately. Yeah i In- thought it was raps. <laughs> yeah no exactly he got hurt bad. the good thing about aspinall is that unlike 99 percent of heavyweights when he gets hit he doesn't just try to brawl like he doesn't say all right let's throw down he's he uses head movement he uses footwork he gets out of uh, danger but going up against a guy like john jones is he really going to have that much of an athleticism or speed or explosion advantage over maybe speed, maybe Maybe speed, speed. maybe speed, but in terms of like athleticism, you know, explosive movements and things like that, nobody's better than, even at 35, 36, John Jones is still premier athlete, uh, especially in those categories. And so I think that, yeah, I, I don't think Aspinall will beat John Jones. I think it'd be a, maybe competitive for three, a three little, rounds yeah, a couple of rounds. I think he could probably fare pretty well. He's very tough, obviously, you know he has a great chin. I don't think John is like gonna starch him with one punch, but I think eventually John would start breaking him down. and look we I, I love Tom Aspinall and uh, his performances have been great. but what have we really seen of Tom Aspinall outside of the second or third round? like do we know what happens in deep waters when he's facing a really really tough guy who is putting pressure on him who's taking him down, who's hitting him? Do we know how he responds to that? Not yeah, really. He, like, he's not gonna be on the front foot against John Jones. Like, no. 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 Who contro- who controls the center of the octagon in a John Jones fight? It's John Jones. John Jones. <laughs> and, unless he unless he wants to be on the back foot and he wants to counter you, he's gonna be moving forward. And there's nothing you can do about it. So yeah. Um
0: if people are like, oh, Pavlovich would be Jones. I'm like, stop it. Stop. No. Yeah. If- <laughs> John Jones would slip and grab him, and it's wraps, it's
1: curtains. Yeah. And look, I mean, I still think Pavlovich is a very talented guy. He's oh, he's six, awesome. 6 fight uh TKO or KO streak, incredible. He's got good boxing, he's got you know decent footwork compared to most heavyweights. He's a good fighter. But yeah, John Jones would decimate him, unfortunately. <laughs> sorry yeah. to say that, guys, but yeah, yeah sorry, John
0: sorry, Jones guys. would smoke Sergey Pavlovich. No one on this planet beats John Jones. Yeah, not right now at least. N- not right now. Okay. I have to say this about this fight. This was my favorite build up to a fight of all time. Two guys who just let their fighting do the talking. That was the m- m- one of at the at the uh, ceremonials. One of the most intense stare downs I've ever seen. They wanted more. They stayed there, and then when they went to the octagon, they they stared at each other for over a minute. It was pretty yeah. epic. It that was, was awesome. wild. That was uh, insane. Yeah, I was just like,
1: oh, oh,
0: he might awesome. have the best
1: stare in all of mixed martial arts that guy is I mean it's incredible yeah the way he like stares beyond your soul even like he he can destroy you just by looking at you it, it, I've never seen anybody look like that he's so
0: intense yeah that was just and, so awesome and here is too but yeah. Yeah. that stare down was awesome Oh, that was so awesome oh Oh, but we gotta get to the fight. Um, I think Yuri won that first round with the ground control. I know Prayer had a little bit more damage probably, but I feel so there's a lot of more effective grappling from Yuri. And Yuri got some clean shots in that first round too. So, but second round, Yuri shoots the takedown, and he went right into the hook, and then he got TKO'd. And looking back at it, not an early stoppage. Um. Mark Goddard, I I know I kind of dissed him in our text. Toby calling him Mark, not so Goddard like Colby Covington calls him, but um, I, I looking back at it, Yuri said it wasn't early, um, so I'll take it from him. But Mark Goddard is the gold standard, as is Goddard and Herzog are the gold standards in this sport. Um, but dang, I, we'll we'll see a rematch by the end of next year, I think.
1: Yeah, I thought the same exact thing. Um, Did you see that angle? Uh, It was basically from Goddard's perspective. It was like outside of the octagon. I saw that and I was like, oh yeah, he definitely looked like he was out. And I felt the same way when I saw that fight. I thought it was stopped prematurely. I thought Yuri could have continued. But looking back at it, I think what's really telling about that uh, stoppage uh, that it's justifiable is that Yuri was trying to get a takedown. And so he had his hands, like he was trying to get him like this. And his hands kept going like this. And then eventually his hands just fell back because he couldn't grab, he couldn't bring his hands together because he was getting hit with huge elbows to the side of the head and his hands were just not working properly. He was out and he fell back and sure Pereira, they could have let it go. Pereira could have been in full mount and he could have like pounded him unconscious. But I think saving Yuri in that situation is perfectly justified. And as far as the actual finish goes, is incredible. I mean, Alex Pereira, the power that he's able to generate from such a close distance, like you mentioned uh, earlier, you know, Prohaska was coming into it. That certainly generated more power, but I mean, yeah, just a very tight shot that he landed right on the chin, cracked him. He landed those elbows perfectly. I mean, right to the side of the ear. I don't think a single one of them was an illegal strike. Nope. All of them were perfectly placed. He did his job well. He did not panic whatsoever getting taken down in the first round. And something about Yuri that I really have always loved is his ground and pound is devastating. If you watch the Glover fight, his ground and pound is crazy. Yeah, crazy. He's so accurate, so powerful with his ground and pound. And Pereira basically stifled almost every shot just by like (laughs) grabbing his hands,
0: avoiding them. I mean, it was great. I mean, Yuri's ground and pound, what I noticed is that he doesn't just... You made the point. He's accurate with it. He doesn't just try. And, oh my gosh, he's on the ground. I gotta get him out. of there. He's very like, very. He's very finding precise. his target on the ground. Yeah. Uh, um. Here's my thing with Prairie y'all. I, 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 you know, I'm a Yuri Prokhorov supporter. Um. And don't. I love Pereira. I got nothing against this dude. I think he's fun to watch. However, if you look at whom he has fought, he has not fought somebody who is primarily a grappler. Um. Who can strike? Blahovich. Blahovich is a striker who can grapple. He's a black belt. Okay. Adasanya striker. Adasanya striker. Strickland striker. Bruno Silva striker. Changed the career of Bruno Silva um in that fight. And then Mikhailitas, who's a kickboxer. Toby and I were talking off camera. If you look at the, the light heavyweight rankings, I think Ankalaev does terrible things to him. I think Nikita Krylov can do some things to him. If if Paul Craig was still in the division, I think he'd Grab a hold of him and do and have have his way with him. As Matt Merzikanoff, that dude rises up. He might grab a hold of Alex Pereira and have his way. Um, he's just lucky he's in two divisions where there are no strong grapplers outside of maybe one or two, and he's just been able to avoid all of them. Yeah, I, yeah, I really sure. do think that Alex Pereira came in at the perfect time in the to into the UFC at the perfect time. That's how I see it. I and I'm not taking anything away from the dude cuz he's obviously two division champ. He's a, he's a savage. But the it's true Toby I think. The matchups have been unbelievably favorable. And we all know Yuri's going to go into the fire. And Yuri's a great grappler. He he's he's a top 3 grappling division probably. He's a sub-glover to share. That's all you need to hear.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And we were talking about too earlier that I mean, even in the, uh, the Jan Blahovich fight, he was held down for six or seven minutes of that fight. So that's basically half of a 15 minute fight that he was held on the ground for, which is not great. I mean, sure, he avoided damage and, you know, it, it, he was never in a terrible, terrible situation. But against a guy like Jan Blahovich, who gasses out in a lot of his fights, like he Jan was gassing pretty hard in that fight. Everyone was gassing at that, yeah. on that car. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, of course. I mean, yes. Being up there. Yes. Everyone was gassing, but Jan especially does have some gas tank issues. And Pereira was still getting taken down and controlled. And it is a bit concerning. You know, you look at a guy like Magomed Onkalaev. Um, you know, you look at a guy like Krylov even. Yeah, I mean, if he can't put them away on the feet quickly, well, who knows? If they get a hold of him, it might be pretty bad. Yeah. Also, what ever happened to Alexander Rakic? When is that guy coming back?
0: Uh, he's fighting Blahovich in Canada for for number two
1: well i hope he stays healthy
0: here's what i see i see that with the winner of that fight fighting yuri and then that 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 person who wins that fight gets the title shot you don't think they just do the title shot off that probably nah i mean Rakic coming off like his injury that'd be and Blahovich. i mean it'd be he's had a lot of title shots (laughs) Yes, he has, he has. You know what fight I want to see
1: is Johnny Walker versus Alex Pereira. I want to see Johnny Walker beat Magomed Ankalaev, and then I want to see him destroy Alex. No, I, I want to see him fight Alex Pereira though. That would be very
0: fun. You know, I, I've kind of grown to like Johnny Walker as a dude. He's, he seems like a fun guy. Seems like a good guy. He does seem like a good guy. Yeah. So here's my thing. If Alex Pereira was a kickboxer, right? I'm looking at the welterweight division. Usman Muhammad. I don't want to remember the name. Um, Colby Covington, Gilbert Burns, Shavkat Rachmanov. This whole top five of contenders are grapplers. Yeah. I yeah. think if Pereira was a 170 guy, he wouldn't crack the top five. No, he'd get smoked by all of them if he were look, the same size. Sean Brady would have a field day with him on the ground. Yeah. Kevin Holland, if if he decides to fight smart. Fakradinov, even. even. Uh, he
1: did not look good in that last fight. He did it, but he just—he was striking way too much.
0: Yeah, he, he does opinion. that like he, the jab and the like back fist.
1: Yeah, I've never I, seen
0: I, anything I, like that.
1: If he had just stuck to a really wrestling heavy game plan, I, he would have looked a lot better. I think. Yeah. Now credit to Dos Santos for having you know pretty good takedown defense, but it was a bad, bad game plan by Fakardinov. No, nah, it wasn't great. But anyway, er, awesome Army. Card. Lightweight, too, you know, like a, oh, say, yeah, say yeah, he's yeah. lightweight, he gets smoked by Mach-Ev. his mom. Probably Charles takes him down. finishes. Poari, him I mean, poor even. he could Chandler if he ever decided to use his wrestling with Gamrot for sure, even though Chandler. I don't think Michael Chandler yeah. were ever ever uses wrestling, yeah, intelligently. But Gamrot,
0: also, I've heard.
1: I, I saw Connor tweeted out. Someone had tweeted him, "Are you in or out for UFC 300?" He said, "I'm in." But then I I saw John Kavanaugh on Ariel so show, show, and Kavanaugh was saying that Connor's not going to return until closer to International look, Fight Week. Look, so, I, I'm
0: not I'm not going to listen to anything Helwani says. I'm done with him. No, but that that was that was straight from Kavanaugh though. I know, but it, I, I I I we'll we'll talk about Helwani after we get we're done talking about the fights. Um, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. yeah.
1: I I, did, I, I I want Connor to return at 300 and it I when Connor says something I'm much less inclined to believe it than when other people say like yeah he's probably not
0: going to come back you know I don't I don't trust Connor enough at this point to say like eh, well you know. I get that Um all right so UFC 297 uh, was announced Strickland versus Du Plessis I'm grateful. I'm glad Du Plessis is getting his shot um not Hamzat. Yeah um cool point. This might be the least anticipated title fight of my life. Um, yeah, I could no, just di- no disrespect to these women, but the style matchup just isn't enticing at all.
1: No, it's not a great fight. I have really no, almost no interest in this fight. I mean, I respect Raquel Pennington a lot because she's pretty late in her career and she's gone on like a five fight win streak, so that's awesome. Yeah, she's been on a tear. Yeah, I mean, you know, and she's a new re- mom. Shout out to Raquel Pennington yeah I mean Ra- Raquel Pennington is great I just you know should this be a co-main event title fight I don't know I guess no. in that division sure but should it be like co-main eh, questionable questionable I've I'm thinking about I've looked at going to this card maybe it's the day after my birthday is when this card happens but it's just not I gotta say this is not it's a good it's card. in Toronto I know it is in Toronto I've never been to Canada so that would be pretty cool but it certainly costs a lot, and also out of all the cards that are coming up soon, two ninety seven yeah, yeah. is not necessarily the one that I'm like really, really looking for.
0: Yeah, but let's see what we got here, Toby. I mean, you want to pay five hundred thirty five bucks?
1: Well, what was that when you clicked on it the first time? What were all those options that were checked like automatically?
0: It, it, it's just ticket boat BS. Uh, I like, thought it
1: seemed like it seemed like it added all of happens. things.
0: Uh, it's just pre-sale options. Oh, oh, those are just the ones that you see. Okay, okay. Yeah, Ugh. yeah that is... Uh, hmm, that's quite But expensive. The rest of the cards is actually pretty awesome. You got Blahovich versus Rakic. Allen versus Vlojev. Jordan versus Sean Woodson. That's a Mike, dope fight. Mike, Mike, yeah, Mike Malat versus Neil Magny. Rest in peace, Neil Magny. Good God. that. I
1: think, man... I Charles think they're Jordanian. trying to get Neil Magny
0: out of there. Yeah, probably. I'm sure he'll figure out some
1: way to like win this fight some <laughs> yeah maybe uh,
0: oh God. oh man yeah why are they doing that Dude, come on can we why get do dominic it? Reyes up against a grappler or something so we don't have to see yeah what is this like oh
1: dominic Reyes, is the guy who's been <gasps> knocked out four straight times let's give him a powerful kickboxer oh okay that's great i'm sure he'll do great in that fight yeah you know
0: lost a joke knocked out three straight times sorry Lost Jones, sure. which I think he did get knocked, which he, I think he lost to Jones. I don't think it was a robbery by any means, you fools. No, people when people watch that fight, everybody gets so like, oh my god, he knocked him down.
1: Yeah, he punched him in the chest and he knocked him off balance. I don't think Dominic Reyes did not knock John no, physically didn't. speaking. Yes, John Jones went to the floor because of a punch that Dominic Reyes threw. But and the term the term knocked down implies that he rocked him that he hit him on the chin and he knocked him down no he hit him on the chest and he fell backwards he was off balance guys it was a close fight john won i've yeah. always thought that i never thought it was like everybody's like oh reyes won to clearly what clearly in what world you know yeah. what world what are you watching
0: and then he got uh sent then you know blahowich did his thing and then yuri sent him to a place i don't think anybody's ever been um, and then yeah. Ryan spans them to the next dimension after that. Um, yeah, those were two of the
1: worst knockouts anybody's ever suffered. And they it was the same guy who lost in both of them. So
0: that's, I mean, not has got knocked out with a jab, jab knocked out badly too. Yeah, it it was, I felt horrible. Um, Chris Curtis, Mark Andre Barriol. Okay, not bad, not bad. That's a good fight. Um, I can't say Chris Curtis sometimes. He's
1: interesting, but Brad Katona. I actually really like Brad Katona. Brad Katona. I'm, I'm a big fan of that guy. I know he's a bit like he can be a little unlikable. If you like watch any of the ultimate fighter, but man, he is good. He's a good fighter. He he's like, fight. he is tough as nails and he's, he can fight well. So. Yeah.
0: Some, some other people, Malcolm Gordon, Jimmy Flick. Did Jimmy, Jimmy Flick Brick? just fight?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Jimmy the Brick. When was Oh, song? Maybe I'm
0: thinking, um, you know, he fought. They're showing him the the, the highlights against uh, Costa. That's yeah. What I'm oh yeah, yeah. Johan Liness versus Sam Patterson, and then Jillian Robinson versus Pollyanna Viana. So not a bad fight. Yes, yeah, not it's not, not too bad. It's not it's not a bad pay per view to open the year up. There's some bangers on that card.
1: Yeah. Um, wow. And then, well, you, you've got Uh O'Malley and Vera and Volkanovski and Taporia both on January 1st. We got two pay per views at the day. same time. At the same time. Oh my God! This is the greatest day in UFC history.
0: Okay. So this will be February seventeenth, guys. Yeah, Um, yeah. Just joking. If you're listening only, yes. Yeah, just a joke. Um, I think some people think Tapori isn't worthy. I don't know, man. I I think a lot of people are. They see that Tapori is pretty legit. Yeah, I'm sure some people are saying that because he's the five. Oh, he beat Josh Emmett. Who? uh, What do you think he does to um Ortega? What do you think he does? Kills him. Bloodbath. Um, Look. Anybody
1: who ever complains about low-ranked contenders getting a fight, never forget that Dan Henderson was the number 13-ranked contender when he got a title shot against Michael Bisping because they wanted to do a rematch. Because who did he beat? He beat Hector Lombard, who was like 57 Hector years old at that Lombard. point. So anybody ever complains, remember that the UFC did that. And by the way, Dan Henderson knocked down Michael Bisping two times in that fight and arguably one, actually. So, hey, credit to him. Yeah,
0: and then you know, I think he'd destroy Arnold Allen, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah, I think he'd... Ortega. I don't. We don't even have to get into that. Yair would be a challenge, but if Tapori got his hands on him, if rapp- he, yeah, if he really grappled him, he would definitely. even in the pocket, I think he'd beat him up pretty bad. But that would yeah. be a really fun fight. That would be fun. I'd I'd love to see that actually. I think we should make that happen. And then Max Holloway, that I want to see that. I want to see that. I, we, I'm a little some, worried for
1: Max if that we need a, happens.
0: We need to do some experiments. What happens with yeah. Deporia's <laughs> hand connects with Holloway's chin? What happens?
1: Yeah. Will he get knocked down? Has he ever officially been knocked down? Even in nope. the Poirier fight, he didn't go to the ground, did he? In the no, Poirier because fight? the fence saved him. Man, I think that Deporia might be the first guy to send him to the ground, maybe even send him to the Shadow Realm.
0: Yeah. Nothing against um, Max,
1: but man, the damage that he's taken and to
0: port the damage that he dishes. Ooh, tough, I, tough I, Vul- I fear for I fear for in this fight though. Yeah, so do I. I mean, no, no one over thirty-five outside of Tyron Woodley in the one seventy and down divisions has ever won a UFC title fight.
1: It's that's a crazy stat, and it's mind blowing, but it is true. But yeah, I mean looking at that last fight that Volkanovsky had, that's that was a bad knockout. Like That was a really, really bad knockout. The way that when Islam was just hitting him with those hammer fists basically on the top of the head and Volk is just like, you know, completely... His knocked, was his chin was on his knee. So yeah, his head's so, not going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. But you could his eyes were just like... Yeah. So man, just a really, really brutal, brutal finish. Uh, he was out from the kick. Like the first the kick that landed, he was done. His eyes were rolled back. He was out cold. Those, all those shots were academic, I think. So, man, I, I you fear. know com- coming back four months, roughly four months later, eh, that's pretty tough. I mean, I know Volkanovski's a, I, I love the guy. One of. Like top five most well rounded fighters, maybe ever, I would say. But when you're facing another guy in Taporia, who is one of the most well rounded fighters in the whole UFC right now, it's not like Volk in other fights, he's been able to rely on the grappling or he just kicks their legs out or he does things where, you know, there's a deficiency in his opponent's game and he capitalizes on it. Where exactly is he going to capitalize? against Ilya Taporia. What deficiency have we seen from Ilya Teporia that Volkanovsky could exploit? We've seen Teporia fight tall strikers. We've seen him fight short strikers, boxers, wrestlers. We've seen him fight many different styles. And Teporia has passed all the tests. We've seen him fight pure grapplers. He's done it all. We know how good this guy yeah. is. It, I'm a little fearful for old Volkanovsky. The oh boy. I
0: mean, we got we got to look at uh, Teporia real quick. I mean came in short notice against the law sent Damon Jackson to God knows where
1: um, drooling all over Damon Jackson, just like actually literally drooling on himself in that fight.
0: And then, you know, Ryan Hall decided to play cute with Teporia and found out, <laughs> yep, got smoked. And then her, he, he ate that head kick. Like, no, yeah. everyone else would be out. Yeah, I can't he, think of. He popped back up after. Him. Yeah and then he i think that was the most brutal knockout of 2022 in my opinion just the way he went limp honestly yeah i agree and then you know Bryce Mitchell um and Joe Rogan was like why is he on the ground with Bryce Mitchell um he's, why is he going into his world i'm like dude did you research this guy all of his wins before the ufc were submissions yeah he just started knocking people out in the ufc
1: yeah, and I will say, I have trashed, no, not trashed, but I've definitely talked down a little bit on Bryce Mitchell, especially about his wrestling. But if we have learned anything from his last fight, well, his wrestling is actually quite a bit better than I thought. Uh, against Dan Ige, his wrestling actually looked pretty good. So we know that Bryce Mitchell is not just a pure grappler. He's also a pretty good wrestler. And Teporia, it was I mean, Bryce Mitchell didn't even, come, he took him down, I think, maybe once, but it was night and day different. Like, Taporia was clearly much better. Even before he rocked Bryce Mitchell and had him hurt, he
0: was a better grappler. Simple as that. And then I think he put on the performance of the year against Josh Emmett. Yeah. 50-44. 50-42 on one card.
1: Yeah, arguably 50-43 or 50-42. I mean, he destroyed him. That was horrible. That fight should have been stopped after the fourth round. Yeah. Yeah, there was not even, like, a danger. And we talked about this when this fight happened, is... When you're facing a guy like Josh Emmett, there are times when even if you're beating him up, you're like, oh, man, he almost cracked him there. There wasn't even one moment where you're like, oh, man, he actually almost knocked him out or he did. No, it was the whole fight start to finish bell to bell. He got decimated by Taporia
0: Yeah, he did. And then um, in March, Sean O'Malley versus Cheeto Vera. Um, I'm excited for this one, man. This will be fun. Dude, I gotta say, man, I, I see a lot of people saying
1: Cheeto's gonna smoke him. Oh, it's gonna be easy. Cheeto already beat him one time. I think Sean O'Malley, I'm gonna come out on the re- on record right now. Sean O'Malley smokes Cheeto Vera in two rounds, no more than two rounds. Sean O'Malley is going to kill this guy, it's not gonna be close. It's not going to be easy. He is going to blow right through, and that's a, a partly joking, but also I do think that's going to happen. I think
0: or I think uh, O'Malley wins this fight. I don't know, man. I think Cheetah might win this fight. That'd be hilarious. That'd be crazy. It would be. Man. I
1: I just think I mean skill for skill. I think in the way that they perform in fights. Sean O'Malley is a much better fighter. He performs much better in bigger moments. How many times have we seen Cheeto in main events where he's losing like every second of the fight, and somehow he pulls it out? Great, good for him. But uh, in the fight against Sanhagen, he never pulled it out. No. and I think Sean O'Malley is on the same level as Corey Sanhagen when it comes to the diverse, diversity of striking. He throws. Look, whether you love or hate Sean O'Malley, you can't deny that he is a fantastic striker. Oh, it's and fun. And in the Cheeto Vera fight, it it wasn't a fluke. It was a it was a legitimate stoppage. But it was a situation where he got kicked right on the nerve in his leg. His leg went dead, and then Cheeto finished him. So yes, credit to Cheeto for kicking him. Credit to him for finishing him. But what are the odds that happens again? Almost nothing. Like slim to zero. And who do I favor in just a a fight where nothing crazy weird happens like that? I favor Sean O'Malley, definitely but yeah not i'm not counting Cheeto out but i want to see O'Malley versus
0: Sandhagen really badly
1: i know and i also yeah maybe i just really want to see him fight Corey, which
0: i really really do i hope yeah. that fight happens soon um dude i i can't wait for 296 it's going to be yeah. awesome good card i i think Kobe Covington can uh break the 35 year old curse yeah this is a very possibly. favorable matchup for him yeah what does think, he does he call it Leon Edwards Scissorhands or something like that? So yeah, something like that. <laughs> I think, I think
1: that, you know the odds reflect this, and a lot of people are giving Colby the respect that he deserves. I mean, you know, there are some people who will trash him and say like, oh, you know, all he's ever done is lost in title fights. Yeah, he took Kamar Usman to a very close decision. He was, uh, you know, it was. Par for par in the first fight until he got, which by the way, that first fight was a bad stoppage. I mean, Kamar Usman, whether you love or hate Colby, Usman was hitting Colby to the back of the head. And yeah, Colby was hurt. Like, don't get me wrong. Colby was hurt really bad in that fight. Okay. He was almost done, but all those shots that landed were to the back of the head, you know, just objectively. So yeah, Colby, he's a very, very good fighter. Anybody who thinks otherwise has either not watched him fight or just doesn't like the guy so mark not so goddard man come on yeah, that wasn't that i will say that was not a great one for mark goddard
0: um pantoja versus roy val that'll be a fun fight but this is the one i'm looking forward to shavkat Rakhmonov versus steven thompson man uh, i don't
1: know if i'm looking forward to it like, if
0: Rakhmonov gets his hands on steven thompson it's
1: it's curtains yeah i don't i don't want to see steven thompson get brutally
0: slapped you know but hey we'll see tony please tony tony please hey hey man david goggins says uh el kukui's back hey
1: look i saw this really funny comment with all this stuff about david goggins someone was like oh finally tony addressed his glaring weaknesses cardio and heart like the two things that tony never had right no like he's always had great cardio he's always been one of the toughest most resilient guys he has incredible heart and i think david goggins fantastic endurance athlete i respect david goggins they don't know me son like look this guy is one of the best athletes probably in the world does tony really need to be working his cardio and working his heart you know like building up that like grit no he already has that i think what he should be doing is you know working on a little bit of boxing fundamentals look what people forget about tony is that he was a a very high level wrestler at Grand Valley state, which a lot of actually really good wrestlers have gone to Grand Valley state. Uh, so he's a great wrestler. He was a great boxer. He just doesn't ever use it. Cause he throws so much, so many weird techniques he's rolling. He's doing all these weird things. I think if Tony just got back to the fundamentals a little bit, I think that he would perform much better. Even still, I Patty is trash. Like, I think we can all disagree. Like Patty is not a good fighter. His hands no. suck. He gets cracked in every fight. I'll give him credit that he has pretty good jujitsu. I will say that. Outside of that, Patty sucks. And I really do hope Tony wins. But I mean on a six fight losing streak, it's always tough, man. It's tough to to pick that guy. Even if it is El Kakue. But I'll oh, be man. I'll be really rooting for him. I hope know.
0: Tony wins this and just rides off into the sunset
1: yeah yeah don't try to get on a win streak man just just if you win the fight that's it go out on a high note um and, and that how perfect would that be that the ufc they've been trying to build up patty pimblett nobody likes him you know everybody hates this guy and then you get someone that everybody loves and tony ferguson who's had a really tough time he derails the ufc hype train who nobody likes and he gets the raft into the sun that would be perfect everybody would love that
0: i agree man um, not much news, man. So I think I'm, I'm going to wrap it up here. You got anything else to say? Yeah, no,
1: I can't remember seeing anything too crazy. Oh, I did see, uh, there was a fighter just today who popped for cocaine and you got to spend it for nine months. I can't remember.
0: Miles Johns.
1: Yes. Miles Johns.
0: Miles Johns says it's BS. Apparently. Hey, maybe it is. I don't want to say maybe it is. Maybe it, it is could be. Could be entirely possible, know. but. Guys, thanks for coming back with us. It was a good time, but we'll, I don't know when we'll see. I, I don't want to preview this uh Alan versus Craig card, so we're not going to do that. uh not, not the greatest, not the greatest. If, if it's good, we'll review it, but we might come with some some fire on it. Who knows? We'll figure it out. We'll see you guys later. Peace. Peace.